Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Welcome. Welcome. So glad you guys are here this morning. So glad you're, you're meeting us by live stream. Last one for the year. Last one, let's hope forever. Because Kylie makes me go home and watch it afterwards. I'm going to grab my seat since you are because, oh my goodness, I've been up all night. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was, it was Boxing Day sales yesterday, so our kids headed out uh, for Boxing Day sales, which was, usually I do that as well. We got a good TV on a Boxing Day sale. It was probably five years ago, but it still works. But um, one of our beautiful children decided to have some sushi. Here's a point. Grab hold of this. Never go for Boxing Day sushi. Because it's like, when, when they have 10 for the price of one, you know, <laughs> no, it wasn't really. But um, yes, so we had someone up every 10 minutes during the night and um, Kylie was going to be here. She said, gives her apologies. So we are finishing how we started with the live stream with me, except I'm way more comfortable now than I was. Oh, look, at, I, we have removed it though, Jesse, haven't we? The first one, because it's just me going... Ah, morning. I might as well just talk about the elephant in the room. Well, the yak. My daughter painted that yak. That's how I started it off. Um, (laughs) Who's enjoyed this year? One person over here and half a person over there. That's all right. I have really enjoyed this year. Rachel Jasper, so good to have you back with us. And I, I, can't, I can't even greet you in, in any sort of PNG language. So we're at the end of an old year and we're about to start a new year. Actually, I've got something old. See this? Who likes old stuff? Yep. Who likes new stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. We've got some old furniture at home. And we've got some new furniture. The old furniture outlasts the new furniture by stacks. This bag I bought secondhand. Um, I loved it. It was in an antique store and I just went, woo, I was starting a new job in real estate. And I thought, I need a classy suit. <laughs> um, what do you call it? I've been up all night. Please help me with some words here. Amen. Briefcase. Thank you. Thank you. And I got this, and I walked into the store, and my, my boss just goes, what the hell is that? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, can't you get a new one? I, went, I just went, shut your mouth, you filthy animal. You know, I really like old briefcases. But I've got some new stuff in here. I've got my new iPad. I've actually got in here an old journal, which Carlos bought for me years and years ago. Remember this? And it's got some great messages in here. It's got some great thoughts. Get a real journal and write it. You'll never look back and read through your stuff that's in your iPad, but you will in a journal. Journals are really important. So I will open up my iPad because it's got my notes for today. And I'm just talking. On Thursday um, at 6 a.m., our brother Wayne Roberts got his glorious promotion. Sad, but we have a hope that goes beyond 
the natural that we, that we see. Our job is to try and sustain this and do the best, best with this that we possibly can. Be good stewards of this. 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 Be good stewards of this, you know. <laughs> be good stewards of all these things that we've been given, these gifts that we've been given. And um, Wayne Roberts, uh, I, it was 10 years ago when we met him. I didn't think it was that long. I, I thought it was only like two years. No, <laughs> I, I thought it was, yeah. And um, I remember him coming into our church on the first day and it was a profound thing that happened in his life. He had an encounter with God. He came in and I won't, uh, it's, it's going out on live stream, so I, I don't want to talk about everything that he said, but he came in and said some profound things, had a profound encounter with God and walked out a different person. That is the way church is meant to be. That is the way we're meant to be. I was there by myself. My wife wasn't with me this morning. She's at home resting and I'm here holding the fort together. Was it? And he, came, he turned, went out a different person. I was there worshipping this morning and I realised that I was a little bit lacklustre in bringing my worship to God. And I thought, Stephen, you're tired. Your, your earthly body's a little bit worn out. You did all this watering yesterday, getting ready for a 40 degree day today. Our neighbour was away, so I was watering his property as well as our property. So I've got two acres to do. He's got another um, nearly an acre. So I'm the watering, shifting. He came over this morning and goes, Stephen, how did you do it? And I'm like, I'm a genius. I declare I'm a genius, you know. <laughs> so um, I was a little bit tired, and then I realized, no, 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 no. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of our God, and he will teach us of his ways. And we get to walk in his path because the Lord has come down from Zion. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now, what that actually means is Jesus has come. We have just celebrated the coming of Jesus, the coming of the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. By him all things were made. There was nothing that was made that wasn't made by him. That is John 1. I have to give you a correction. Last week, most of you won't remember it, but I said... John, one of the synoptic gospels, I was meant to say, John, the only not synoptic gospel. Kylie made me watch it back over and she's sitting there going, ah, ah. And, and she goes, and I say the synoptic gospel, because synoptic means that they're written the same. Like a synonym is the same word, but just a different word. It means the same thing. So a synoptic means the same look, optic. Sin, same, optic, look. There's the word for today. And so it got the same look about it. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, all synoptic. Say it with me. Matthew, Mark, Luke are synoptic. James isn't, oh, sorry, John isn't. <laughs> John is just out there. He is so out there. I love the book of John. It is really, really good. But he talked about Jesus coming. Now, I was going to be here with Kylie. Kylie, what's your favorite carol? Well... My favourite carol is Oh Holy Night. She doesn't sound anything like that, and I'll get a slap for that as well. But in Oh Holy Night, who likes that song? Oh, don't you love it when they hit those high notes? And it's just like, you know, Oh Night. Yeah, forget it. Um, 
But I love the line where it says, truly he has taught us to love one another. His, his law is love and his gospel is peace. Chain shall he break for our, the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Wow. Do you just sing those words or do you not sing those words. Please look up these words. These, these carols, I, didn't, I never used to like carols until I started looking at them and I realised this is scripture. Handel's Messiah, it's recorded in history that as Handel was penning the, his Messiah, he agitated, he was overwhelmed by the presence and the Spirit of God that he was, his body was reacting in the presence of God because he was just writing these profound lyrics. I'm telling you, this is just so amazing. This is our Jesus, what it's talking about. It's not another religion. It's not just another faith. This is the way. This is the truth. This is the life. We got to celebrate Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, the Anointed One, the Word of God coming to the earth. The God made flesh, dwelt amongst us, and he showed us the Father. How profound is that? Everything that he did, he was showing us the Father. So today, my points are, I want to talk about something old, something new. Something borrowed, something blue. No, just something old, something new. We've just got a year that's just, so many people want it to be so old. I heard this guy say the other day, you know how, on TV, they make really absolute statements. Oh, it's getting bad, and, it, and the worst is still to come. And this guy said, 2020, a year we thought would never end. I'm like, what? Has time just stopped? Like, <laughs> someone needs to slap that guy. In the name of Jesus, with love, of course, you know. You can laugh at his church. Honestly, I think Jesus would have been the most fun guy to hang around with. Most relaxed guy. This is sort of how he did the gathering with the, the disciples. He said, hey, go get some food. We're sitting down. I'm going to teach you guys about the Father. And he'd just lay around. I love it. There was no one sitting next to me, so I just put my feet up on the chair. And I'm like, oh, God, you're so good. You're so wonderful. Praise the Lord for such a beautiful, warm day. So I've got some old things here and some new things. Here's my old bag. This is my old Bible. Can you tell? Does this look like it's loved? Like it's used? Bridie said to me, Dad, why don't you get a new Bible? It was bonded leather. Now it's just a fabric-y, fibery. That's probably highly toxic. No one breathe. But I love this Bible because... Like, I've gone through it and I've just highlighted stuff and I've written stuff in it and I know where stuff is in this Bible. I've got new Bibles, but this is my favourite one to really read and to, to go through. My kids, my kids bought me a new Garmin watch. It can tell me what my, my stress rate levels are. Oh, my heart rate is right up. Ah, oh, Johnny, that coffee was strong. And um, I can't get the temperature to go off Fahrenheit. Does anybody know how to do that? Let me know later. But also, my kids bought me some... No, they didn't. I bought some of these for my wife, but they were such a good gift, I bought some for myself as well. 
but they're AirPod Pros. And, um, and then Bridie bought me this beautiful little leather case with my initials stamped onto it, so I know which ones are mine and which ones are Kylie's. Mine are the fancy ones. Kylie's are the normal ones. In here as well, for some reason, is a knife. This was a gift on my 21st birthday from one of my mates. It is profound steel. This steel is like, it is so sharp, it's carbon steel that's been folded and folded and folded. Oh, it is so sharp. Oh my goodness, that is so sharp. This is an old knife though. Very, it doesn't look old, does it? Because it sits in my bedside ca- um, cupboard just in case one of you people try to break in during the night. In here are also plans to our little house. The one that some, some of you said you paid money for that. So Tim Milton helped me draw up these plans. This is when we relocated it onto our property. It was a tiny, tiny little house. Then I redrew the plans and doubled it in size. This is, the, this is our house now. These are, these are actually stamped plans, council stamped. And when I went into council to talk to them about them, the guy said, ah, you'll never get that passed. And I went, they already are. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Lord works in mysterious ways. So, today, I want to talk about, (laughs) is everyone comfortable? Because I'm telling you, I really am. Something old, something new. He's the God of the old and the God of the new. I actually looked it up in the Bible and people are, sorry, in the, on Google. Don't get those two mixed up. <laughs> They've got two syllables, they're not the same. One's full of truth, the other's full of garbage. <laughs> so um, I looked it up on Google, you know, God of the old, God of the new. And people are going, why is the God of the Old Testament different to the God of the New Testament? He's not. Just man is. The relationship is. If you read the Old Testament, God says, I wanted to be close to you. I wanted you to keep my laws so that you could have the good life. But you said, no, I'll do my own thing. But in the New Testament, Jesus paid the price so we didn't have to attain to this this standard anymore. But we, we get to attain to this standard now. We're free, we're unshackled, we're we're liberated so we can live a holy life. Isaiah 43. Who's got their Bibles with them? Because I gave no notes to Jesse. But he's pretty good. Oh, Regan's on. Let's see how good Regan is. In Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. 43, he's just shaking his head. This is, God has just said through the prophet Isaiah, he has said, um, I've done all these things in the past. I've done this. I've done that. I've taken you out of Egypt. I've wiped out Pharaoh. I've wiped out all the, all these, everything. I've laid waste to everyone before you. You've taken the land through Joshua and all that. Then he says, stop dwelling on the past. Stop dwelling on the past. This is a passion translation. Don't even remember these former things. But this sounds really weird because God actually says, no, 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 remember I did this? Keep practicing, like the Passover, keep reminding one another of all the good things that I've done for you. But he says, 
Forget the former things, the pattern of the former things, not the things I've done for you, the pattern of the former things. I am doing something brand new, God says, something unheard of before. Even now, it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. Wild beasts, jackals, and owls will glorify me, for I supply streams of water in the desert and rivers in the wilderness so to satisfy the thirst of my people, my chosen ones, so that you, whom I have shaped and formed for myself, will proclaim my praise. I look at that and you just go, wow, that's really poetic. But it, it's God never, ever proclaims something where, without there being depth to it. He says, wild beasts. What does that mean? People that are just like in a domestic thing or... Because it's a metaphor. Okay, he's not just talking about animals here. He's talking about us. Wild beasts, domesticated creatures that are just going about. You, you get up in the morning, you go do your job, you come home, you go to bed just to get up the next day, go to work do your job. We're wild beasts. But then it says jackals. What are jackals? They're on the hunt. They're cunning creatures. They're out to rip people off, to strip carcasses, to get their own way. It's all different types. He's talking to every different type. Owls. What are owls known for? Wisdom, we hope. Even you who think that you know everything, even you that think, oh, no, 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 I don't need God or his ways. That's old stuff. I know how to live life. I've got wisdom in my life. He says, no, all these types of people, even those that don't know that God exists, those that are agnostic, ah, there might be something or there's a higher being or something like that. And even the jackals who go, oh, I'm still going to have my way. I'm going to just try and get it. He says, they will glorify me. They will get the refreshing water. God has poured it out. He's talking about Jesus, the living water. He's talking about pouring it out for all people, for everyone. And the beauty of this is these are the new things that God has done. Number one, we are new creations. I love this. I am, oh my goodness, I am so glad I'm a new creation. Oh, what, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, this is the passion again, because the passion translation is actually written from Jesus' perspective. It's written from the perspective of Jesus, not his perspective, but our perspective of who the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus is. Now, if anyone is enfolded in Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Can I get a witness, anyone? Shake a hanky, make a noise. Thank you for that underwhelming response. I had to remind myself this morning, I need to praise like someone just gave me a million dollars. Because it's more than that. I need to respond and be thankful like God has just poured out too much money for me that I could ever... Why is money the value of it? What about peace? What about joy? What about love? What about, you know... Thank you. There's some more response there. It's a day to respond. It's the last chance, the last Sunday of being the Ecclesia here today, guys, of 2020. 
Who's thankful to make it here? A lot of people didn't. America is still recording thousands and thousands of deaths every year. Sorry, every day. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciliation. I love reconciliation. Do you know what that word means? It means to be brought back. It means to be brought back and the alienation from God is destroyed. The alienation from God is destroyed. I love that Jesus propitiated us. I love that word. Do you know what propitiation is? It means the removal of God's wrath. Just like um, reconciliation is the removal of, of the alienation from God, propitiation is the removal of God's wrath. But on, not only the removal of his wrath, but the, the absolute outpouring of his favor on our lives. And, and do you know what? His judgment is not affected. He, his justice is not affected. You might think, but I've done stuff that's too bad. No, 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 no. His reconciliation, his propitiation over your life has nothing to do with what you've done. It's got everything to do with what Jesus has done for us. I am so glad I am a new creation in Jesus. I am, because oh, if I could tear off this outer shell and show you real Steve, you'd just go, ugh. You might do that now. My wife doesn't, but you might. Love you, honey. We're a new creation. We've got to thank God for that. We've got to remind ourselves every day, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Brand new. Here's something else that we get, new wine. New wine. Because the Holy Spirit is actually called the new wine. You, do, you might think, but I don't like drinking alcohol or anything. It's got nothing to do with that. This is actually because the Word of God says, don't get drunk on, on wine, which leads to debauchery. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to the board, but rather be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Like you've just been given a million dollars. I can't yell because I've got a microphone here, so you have to do it for me. Thank you. New wine, Mark 2, 22, one of the synoptic gospels. And who would pour um, fresh new wine into an old wineskin? Eventually the wine will ferment and make the wineskin burst, losing everything. The wine will be spilled and the wineskin ruined. Instead, new wine is always poured into new wineskins. God has poured out his Holy Spirit. The plan always was for Jesus to come. For Jesus to actually lead us into maturity, to show us the Father. And then we get to encounter his holy presence, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the new wine. He deals with our flesh, with our wineskin, and then he fills us up with new wine. Because if he didn't get the new wineskin, we're just going to burst. Everything gets wasted. I've seen some old wineskins try and get the new wine in. They burst. Everything gets ruined. And people go, if that's religion, I don't want it. Burn. Be a new wineskin. Get Jesus into your life. And it's from the inside out. It's got nothing to do with behavior. The only, oh, I love this. One of my friends was talking about it. He goes, do you know that, like, we're a, we've got a skeletal system, right? But, um, like, like, 
spiders, ants, you know, fleas, all these things. They are an exoskeleton. But we're a... What are we? What's the endoskeleton? We are endoskeletons, aren't we? That's the term. We have an endocrine system. We're an endoskeleton. Yeah. So we get worked on from the inside out. Our strong part is on the inside, not on the outside. We don't have to transform on the outside to change the inside. We're an endocrine system, endoskeletal system. We get transformed from the inside out. Jesus changes our heart, changes our soul. I also had so many people. I remember once witnessing to this guy on the, the sands of Tullabudgera Creek when I was about 14 years old, um, up there on a school camp. It was like midnight. The teachers didn't know we were out there. <laughs> and we were out with these guys. They were drinking long necks. They were, they were in Queenslanders, long neck beers. And I remember this guy saying to me, yeah, but if I accepted Jesus, I'd have to give up all the stuff that I love doing. And I said, no, mate, you don't have to worry about that. That'll deal with itself. You just need to get your heart changed. Then I gave him my Bible. Then his mates tore up my Bible and left it on the shore of Tullabudgera Creek. We get new wine. Be filled with the Spirit. The Word of God says, be continually filled with the Spirit. We are dip-tins, people. We are donuts. We've got holes. We leak. Not just physical holes. We have spiritual holes and emotional holes. That's why the Word of God says, be continually filled with the Spirit. Get the new wine into you. Third point, new attitudes. I love this. I get a new attitude in life. I've had some attitudes in my life. To be honest, I'm one of these people, if you ask me what I, what I don't like the most, attitudes and atmospheres. I hate it when people manipulate with attitudes and atmospheres. I, I, you know when you've got to walk on eggshells around people because you don't know which version of them is going to turn up that day? You know, and you're just like, oh, have I got happy or sad or mad or homicidal? You know, like, I don't know what I've got today. And um, I hate that. But we get to have new attitudes in Christ. And, and in Ephesians 2, 22 to 24, there's a couple of these. They're all 22s, have you noticed? Mark 2, 22, Ephesians 2, 22. The next one is Lamentations 3, 22, if you want to go ahead. Um, and who, oh, sorry, no, wrong one. And he has taught you to let go of the old lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self-life which was corrupted by the sinful and deceitful desires that spring up from delusions. <laughs> now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and life union with Him. For God has recreated you all over again into this perfect righteousness. You now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. That made me dizzy reading that out. Oh, the new attitudes. The new attitudes. Actually, I grabbed the wrong version because the one that I was meant to have had the new attitudes in it. <laughs> Look it up, Ephesians 2.22. It talks about having new attitudes. The next one is one of my favourite ones. Because I... Um, I need this a lot. I think we all do. New mercies. 
New mercies. New mercies. New mercies. I love this about our Father. Lamentations 3.22 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Wow. For his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. His mercy is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, God. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. I will wait on him. Oh. Uh. I was reminded by a friend of mine recently that there is a sunrise every minute. There is a sunrise every second. It just depends on what your perspective. If you drove fast enough or flew fast enough, you could just watch the sun setting all the time. You could just keep going around. For you flat earth people, you can't. But us that know the truth, did you hear that the flat earth society, that's a message that's going around the whole globe. new mercies just when you think you've done something just when you think you've worn out God's mercy just when you think he's just run he's got his mercy rag mercy bucket and he's poured it all out and he's just wringing the last bit shaking the last bit of mercy out there's a sunrise every second there's a sunrise on the earth depending on your perspective. So what it's actually saying is his mercy's in you every morning. His mercy never ceases. His mercy is just continually flooding over and over and over the planet. Oh, I love that about our Father. A new commandment, Jesus said. I, I, I'm reminded Matthew 22. They come to Jesus. And um, they, the, first off, the, the Pharisees come to him and they, they go, Jesus, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Jesus, um, we know that you know all wisdom and knowledge and, and you're a great, you know, you bring truth and you're such, such depth and, and you don't care who you tell it to because you're not afraid of anyone and, and you don't care who you share this wisdom with. So should we pay our taxes? <laughs> he, they're trying to catch him. And they're like, <laughs> we got him on this one. Should we pay our taxes? And he goes, whose face is on the coin? First, give me a coin that you pay your taxes with. So they bring a denarius up, and it's got the face of both Herod Agrippa and um, Augustus Caesar on it. He goes, whose face? Whose inscription? Then give to Caesar that which is Caesar's, but give to God that which is God. What is God's? Everything. Thank you. Everything is God's. Everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. You're part of that fullness. I'm part of that fullness. So they come to Jesus and they say that, and they don't get him. So then the Sadducees hear about this. You've got the Pharisees, you've got the Sadducees. The Pharisees, see, they weren't that fair, you see. And the Sadducees, you know where I'm going, they were really sad, you see. The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. So they come to Jesus and they go, oh, Jesus, you're full of so much wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Um, so, you know... In that, there's a man, you know, the law of Moses says that if a, if a man, you know, dies without having any children, then the law of Moses said that wife goes to, the, to a brother so that he can raise children for, the, for um, the family and all that through this wife. And then he goes, so there's, there's a man amongst us who had 
seven brothers and he goes on to tell this story and he says, well, you know, and the husband dies, so pass on to the next wife and then that husband dies, pass on to the next one, the husband dies, pass on to the next one. So, so Jesus, Sadducees say, in the resurrection, who's, who's married to him? Ah, we got him, we got him. And Jesus says, you idiots. You, you just got no idea because in the kingdom of heaven, there's no giving and taking of marriage in the kingdom of heaven. What happens? I don't know because God says what he has joined together, no one will ever divide. Were Adam and Eve married? I don't know. I don't think so. But he prophesied about marriage when, when Eve was brought to him. He said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And for this reason... A man will leave his mother and father and be cleaved to his wife. There was no mother and father at this point. There was no wife at this point. He was prophesying into us, into us now. Oh, sorry, I'm getting off track. Haven't had much sleep last night, you see. That's another one of the... There's the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and not much sleep, you see. A new commandment. So then they say to Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and sin is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Everything, all the laws of the prophets, everything, all the law of Moses, everything is encompassed in these two things right here. And then Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. John 13, love each other just as much as I have loved you. Love each other. Don't use the benchmark love as love. Don't use the benchmark of the love that you were grown up shown. Don't use the benchmark of what you think love is. Love one another as much as I have loved you. Use Jesus as the benchmark in how you love others. For when you demonstrate this same love that I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are truly a follower of me. They will know that you are changed. You're different to everyone else. You're not just loving me to get something out of me. You're not loving me to try and manipulate me. You're not loving me to try and take away from me. You're loving me to give to me unconditionally. That's Jesus' love. And finally, new, new covenant. New covenant. When Jesus was betrayed, on the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he said, this is the covenant. This is my blood, the covenant of new covenant, new covenant. This is now the new relationship. God made a covenant with Abraham, and then we got a new covenant through Jesus. A new promise from God, a new promise that God will never break. He never goes back on his word. He never removes it. This is a new promise from God. I love the new Forget the former things. Forget the way that you had to do things in the past. I'm doing something new. It's birthing. And he was talking about Jesus. And now we have all these promises. But pop culture says change is good. But the promises of God are eternal and forever. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus, the anointed one, is always the same. Yesterday today and forever. And then it goes on to say, so don't let anyone lead you astray with all sorts of novel and exotic teachings. How many novel and exotic teachings have we heard this very year? 2020, the year of perfect sight. How many 
fallacies and exotic and what was it? Um, novel teachings have we heard this year. Oh, this is how bad it is and it's only going to get worse. Oh, now we've got new strains. Oh, no, we've got this. But what's God doing? What's God doing? I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. <laughs> Postmodernism, this is the culture that we're under. It says that progressive thought, progressive culture is, is what we really got to aim for. Um, they try to make us believe that religion is outdated. They try to tell us that faith is outdated. They try to tell us that marriage is old-fashioned, it's just a piece of paper, and to people that believe that, that's all it is. But it's actually a covenant, it's a promise, it's a commitment, it's saying you and no other. It says abstinence is old-fashioned. Ah, love is love. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. It says that, you know, that keeping yourself... I remember hearing a story on a documentary about this lady who'd been a, a prostitute in Amsterdam for 60 years. 60 years. And um, she said, I don't know who I am anymore. My life is so fractured. It's like I've given away so much of me and taken on so much of others that my life is just so fractured. We understand that as being soul ties. We understand that as because... The Word of God says that we unite. When we unite, we actually take on and give up. That's why we need to protect that area. That's why it's such an important thing. But progressive, progressive thinking says, no, 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 that's old-fashioned. Decency is old-fashioned. Faith is old-fashioned. Science is real. Faith is old-fashioned. I'd like to ask then, what are you building your life on? Because if you're building it on fashion, it's going to change. How often does fashion change? How often do phones change? I thought this phone would be just so brilliant for so long. Hated already after one year. I've updated, now it's slowing down. It won't do what I tell it. Siri doesn't listen to me anymore. It's like my second wife. Not at all. That's not true. Why did I say that? Stephen, you silly. Not much sleep, you see. I want you to hear this. I've written down a statement here, but I really want you to grab it. Foundations produce capacity, but fashion produces consuming. Foundations produce capacity. Capacity to grow, capacity to produce, capacity to expand, mature, fashion just makes us consumers. I have my, my girls um, empty out their wardrobes and um, throw away all their old fashion. I'd, I've never seen so many clothes in my whole life. Yes, I have. I've got them in my wardrobe. I have not cleaned out my wardrobe. But fashion changes. Pop culture says, no, 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 this stuff is old fashioned. But the Word of God is eternal. If, if you're building your life on fashion, what are you building on? You're just going to become a consumer of whatever. And do you know what? When you're consuming, you, you just people that like hot food, they just keep getting hotter and hotter and hotter until they're growing California, sorry, Carolina Reapers and they're eating them like they're Tic Tacs. 
He gave me a wink. But, um, you know, like if you like sweet stuff, you start off with one tea, one sugar, and then two, and then three, and then, and then you're like, you can't even taste the tea anymore because it's just so much sugar in it. KFC. Secret herbs and spices, the dirty bird. Do you know what the secret herbs and spices <laughs> Secret herbs and spices are fat, salt, sugar, all the things that are addictive to us. You can't get enough of it. Finger licking good. So as we enter a new year, he's the God, God of the old, the God of the new. So I'm te- I, I, I want to say to you today, we have to enter the year with two hands. One hand open, ready to receive the new. The new that God has for us, the new provision this year, the new direction this year, the new fulfillment of His promises, the new prophecies this year, the, the new relationship this year, the new marriage this year, the new engagement this year, the new job this year. Your hand open to receive from God, the Father of light from whom all good things flow. Keep your hand open. Don't clench from... You know, when... Oh, I'm, I'm out of time because I'm not much sleep, you see. But one hand has to be closed, holding on to the foundation, holding on to all the truths of the Word of God, holding on to the promises of God, that He is provider, that He is our peace, that He is my security, He is my shield. He goes before me and He comes up behind me and He surrounds me. He is a warrior who saves. I love that about our God. He's not a warrior. He's not Rambo, a warrior that just obliterates and he doesn't even get a scratch. <laughs> He's a warrior who saves, goes before us, comes up behind us and surrounds us. Isaiah 40. I love this because there's so much in the Isaiah 40. Please go home and, and read it. Hold tight onto the, the one who never changes. Same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He wasn't the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. He's always been the God of love. Everything that he's done has been about love. Just that we haven't responded to that love the best way that we can. Respond. Respond. Respond fresh. Open your hand. Reach out. Grab hold of God's hand again. If you feel far away from God, He's not far from you. Draw near to me and I draw near to you. That's the promise of God. Isaiah 40, 28 says, Don't you know? Haven't you been listening? Yahweh is the only one and only everlasting God, the creator of all that you see and can ever imagine. Do you know stuff that we see now that people couldn't have even imagined in their day? But we imagined it and we made it. So he is the God of all you can see and all you can imagine. He never gets weary or worn out. His intelligence is unlimited. He is never puzzled over what to do. He empowers the feeble. He infuses the powerless with increasing strength. Even young people faint and get exhausted. <laughs> we saw that the other night, Christmas. One of our young ones in the family he had had a big day. And, and like just the slightest thing, ah, 
you know, <laughs> he was still late. And, and 30 seconds later, he's running around having a great time again. And then something bumped, like Callum jumped up onto the trampoline with him. <laughs> you know, and he just, 30 seconds later, woo, into it. Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall, but those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles. They will run their race of life without growing weary. And they will walk through life without even thinking about giving up. Oh, may I speak this over you today? May you rise up on soaring wings like eagles. May you run your race this year, this coming year, without growing weary. May you walk through life without fainting, without giving up, without even thinking about giving it a second thought about giving up. Can you just stand with me as we finish? We're going to agree together what an awesome year. Thank God for this awesome year and the new one coming. Keep one hand tight on the God that is secure, who never changes, a strong foundation. Jesus said, if you build, if you follow my instructions, you're like a man who builds on a rock. But keep one hand open, ready to receive from God. Father, I thank you that you are the God of the old and the new. That your ways never change. But our perspective of you changes every day. Just like the angels, the seraphim surrounding your throne, just singing, holy, 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 holy. They're just going around and around and around. They're covering you just saying, holy, holy. How holy is our God? Father, I thank you for this year. What we've learned this year. May there be no bitterness attached to this year. May there be no offense attached to this year. Because this has been the year of favor that you have given us. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, I just speak favor over everybody that is in the sound of my voice in this moment right now. Wherever you are, whenever you are, I just speak the favor of God over your life. Holy Spirit, invade the room, invade the space, invade their bodies, their souls, their spirits right now. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh right now. Breathe fresh right now. Water of the Spirit. Breath, wind of the Spirit. Fire of the Spirit. These are all elemental things. Water, wind, fire in the earth of our life. The elements coming together. Father, I thank you that it's elemental in you. You sent Jesus. We can be saved through the message of Jesus. We can be filled with your spirit. We can know you daily. Thank you for 2020. And we rejoice with thanksgiving and praise hallelujah before we even get to see what 21 has to offer. You are the God of the old and the new. Bring it on, Father, because you only have good gifts for us. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.